you believe the year's about half over already? That's wild. Uh, Isn't that nuts? July 4th weekend is coming. Yeah. Summerfest is not happening, although it will be in September. But yeah. still. Yeah. I don't like that just because it means winter's closer, though. Well, the days are already getting shorter. So that's a nice kick in the. Oh, you what sound a positive like my way to start this when you say that. Episode. I know. I need something. I need some sunshine. Yeah. We need something. Oh. We need to add something because something's been taken away from us, which is yeah. Summerfest in half of the year. So let's add something awesome to our show and okay. to Discover Wisconsin in general. What do you say? Let's yeah. do it. Let's do that. What's your idea, Eric? <gasps> hey, look. We found. Hey. Did we find a new friend? A new friend new. of Discover Wisconsin? <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> Allow us to introduce our new Discover Wisconsin co-host and our guest on the cabin. Her name is Alex Worley, and you will find out more about her and hidden gems in suburban Milwaukee next. The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Adams County, which was created in 1848, the year Wisconsin became a state. It was organized in 1853, so for five years it was very disorganized. <laughs> so it was uh, supposedly named in honor of the second president of the United States, John Adams. Could have been the fourth, John Quincy Adams, his kid. Supposedly. 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 That's what it says here in the script. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm going with it. Uh, the founders of Adams County were from upstate New York, Yankees, if you will, and the uh, descended from English Puritans who settled New England back in the 1600s. And uh, really, it's a, it's a beautiful place. The county seat is called Friendship. So it's a friendly county. Oh, very right? nice. It's the most Midwestern nice thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Oh, geez. Oh, so, geez. and just north of Friendship, great state park called Rosha Cree. Mm. It's right along Highway 13. And Rosha Cree means screaming rock. There's beautiful trails there. Now, a lot of the land in Adams County is fairly flat. But there are some huge outcroppings and rock formations. Rosha Cree is one of them. The Native Americans hung out there. They drew all, on all the rocks. Petroglyphs is what they're called. You can explore those on the trails. And climb about 300 feet to the top of the mound. You get a gorgeous view of all of your surroundings. So highly recommend Rosha Cree State Park Very in nice. Adams County. Love it. We love a good Adams County. And the cabin is also presented by... Oh, oh, that's on the computer. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> I should have a towel for this one. Here we go. <laughs> um, Jolly Good Soda in all yes. of its bubbly madness, which is available in 6 and 12 packs in select flavors at Festival Foods, Woodman, Sendix, Piggly Wiggly, Triggs, and Quality Foods. And remember, if you can't find Jolly Good at your local grocery store, you just go up to the manager and you say, hey, man. I need... I'm not leaving until I get my Jolly Good. I'm not leaving here <laughs> until we have Jolly Good Soda. Having made your Karen flashbacks every time you say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Um, it's also, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that Eric is enjoying a diet oh. Jolly Good in his uh, fun orange flavor. Yes. Caffeine-free, zero calories, zero carbs, and zero sugar. So it's also fantastic in mixers. And make sure to stay up to date on their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts at Jolly Good Soda for all of their fun promotions. Alex, what's your favorite flavor? Ooh, I can't say that I've tried it, to be honest. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, You're kicked off the I podcast. Know, I know. I need to buy some immediately. Taste we test. Will have, Maybe we'll have some at the cabin for you. No, yes. There you go. Well, we are talking about Milwaukee suburbs today, and I believe there is a Sendix right near... Right. Yeah. In oh, Brookfield. there it is. Oh, yeah. So, okay. If there, there we go. Sendix, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do a taste test. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'll get back to you. All right. <laughs> Shall we light this candle? Let's do it. Let's do it. 
<laughs> awesome. So back in episode 52, we talked about some of our favorite Milwaukee's hidden gems, and that episode shaped up to be a pretty popular one. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people wanted to find out more uh, places to check out in Milwaukee. And so we're kind of piggybacking off of that episode. We're zooming the map out a little bit because we just couldn't cover everything that is in the Milwaukee area in one episode. So uh, today we're looking at hidden gems in the uh, surrounding <laughs> Milwaukee suburbs. And uh, I mean, Susan and I, we admittedly are not that familiar with the Milwaukee suburbs. So we are not. We, we're very happy that Alex, you were able to join us. Um, we called and, in the experts. You know, we can't let yeah. Eric just talk the entire episode. So we're glad that you can <laughs> take lose that weight off your I won't shoulders. let him. Don't worry. <laughs> we know he would if he could, but I we could. had to bring you in. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me. Mm -hmm. We're taking yes. it from the 414 to the 262 for this. So, awesome. yeah, awesome. Well, I happen to have a 262 number, so I guess that does make me officially an expert. There you go, excellent. Uh, and you are you're from Brookfield, right? Yeah, yeah, born in Wauwatosa, then family moved to Elm Grove, then Brookfield, just slowly moving further out west in my childhood. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much spent most of my childhood in Brookfield, graduated from Brookfield East. And it's amazing how far Brookfield has come. Like growing up, it was all about going to the mall and Skateland <laughs> and Waukesha. And that was about it. Maybe, you know, maybe the movie theater too on, on a great Saturday. But since I grew up there, I mean, Brookfield's really happening. It's got, you know, the corners with all the shopping and cool restaurants. It's got a brewery. There's there's a lot happening in Brookfield. Awesome. We well, if you had to pick the first one that comes to your mind, what, is, what do you think is the best underrated or under the radar thing about Brookfield? Yeah, well, you know, from a nostalgic perspective, I really loved going to Foxbrook Park, which has a great quarry and a really awesome beach. So I used to go there with friends. But, you know, whether you're a kid or you're an adult, you would love it there. And they've got a great walking path to get some exercise or take your dog. Um, Mitchell Park is also beautiful. I think that's something that people don't realize about Brookfield is it has a lot of really pretty nature. Um, mm. But then in recent years, it's gotten some great restaurants. Restaurants and, and Biloba Brewery. It's really, really awesome beer and just a cute, trendy little place that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a suburb like Brookfield, but they've got some really great hidden gems. Yeah, so it's kind of like that little spot in Brookfield. That was kind of the original village settlement where the railroad crosses Brookfield Road. That whole area is developing into something pretty, pretty cool. It really and is. Biloba has yeah. just made it that much cooler. Hmm. Yeah, there's also Vino Cappuccino over there, which hmm. is a great Italian restaurant. And apparently, rumor has it, they're getting a cute little coffee shop there, too, Fiddleheads, which is in Cedarburg oh, and some other okay. locations. So that's the rumor, but from a very <laughs> credible source. So we'll awesome. see if it comes true. Very, very cool. Fantastic. Well, we, again, Dave and I are not great on this topic. So Alex <laughs> and <it> Eric, <laughs> yeah, take it away. Teach <laughs> us about the hidden gems of Milwaukee suburbs. Well, uh, I will go ahead and dive into some, and I'll go with the suburbs that are in Milwaukee County. Okay. So we're in the we're in the four one four. Yes. Do we need bit. to like define? Yeah, what we're talking is basically. All? If you're talking Milwaukee suburbs, it's everything in the Milwaukee area that is not in the city proper. 
Okay. Okay. And, uh, and I'm even taking a little artistic license with that with some of these on my list. So bear with me on this. But okay. um, there is the lakefront, obviously, is really beautiful, not just in the city, but in the suburbs. And there's a lot of great places up and down just north and south of the city. If you have not been to Schlitz Audubon Park, and if you're a big fan of birding, you need to check this place out. All right. And uh, it's not only a beautiful park with cliffs and hills and tons of trees and a lot of facilities, but uh, there's the nature center there, the Audubon Nature Center, which will teach you. They have a lot of great programs. You can learn so much about the birds and observe them. And uh, it's a great spot. It's kind of in the Fox Point Bayside area, which is about maybe 10 minutes north of downtown Milwaukee, but it is in the Burbs, and it's really beautiful. And just down the shore in Shorewood is a great park and beach called Atwater. And if you, basically, if you're on where Capitol Drive, 190 and 32 meet, Lake Drive and Capitol Drive. (laughs) For that (laughs) way reference. Um, Atwater Park, you can overlook the lake. You're probably a good 60 feet up. Hmm. And the view of the lake from there is spectacular. But they have a nice little set of stairways, kind of terraced stairways, where you can go down to a really fantastic beach. Hmm. And there's also a very cool... uh, it's been even controversial at times, sculpture that's made of interconnected alphabet letters that form like a metal outline of somebody who's kind of crouched and just looking out over the cliff. Hmm. Wow. So it's why, neat, is, why is it controversial? Um, just some people were wondering what some of the letters, if you connected them a certain way, what oh. they would spell out. <laughs> oh, people see what they want to see with things sure. like that. But uh, that makes it that much more of a gem. Yeah. People are interested in that, so... So one more that I'll add to North Shore, um, north of Milwaukee proper, is Lion's Den, which Uh, is in Grafton, which is very similar description. You know, you kind of are up on a cliff and you see this magnificent view of Lake Michigan, but there's some really great trails. So definitely recommend that for the hiking enthusiasts. Mm. Yeah, that one's probably, that's might be the best when the weather's cooperating because you're about a hundred feet high. Yeah. And so your view, you can almost see to downtown Milwaukee, but, but you can see out, out to Port Washington along the yeah. coast and the cliffs there are that much more dramatic. So on a sunny day, you take pictures, people think you're taking pictures in California. Wow. Yeah, it it's really that, magnificent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um, I will go south of the city now, and we're going to stick along the lake for a little bit here, but uh, South Milwaukee, and I know it well. My grandparents lived there. My mom grew up there. Grant Park and Beach, if you haven't Fantastic. been there. Fantastic. Love it. What, it <laughs> is, it'll impress anybody from any town when you bring them to Grant Park, hmm. with the extensive trails that are in there, and uh, there's a creek that runs through there that leads down. If you follow down there to the beach, beautiful big sandy beach, uh, Furches, which is this popular malt shop, or was their popular malt shop, they established kind of a stand there, a burger stand and a malt stand, and that's still there. I think it's got a different name now, but you can get great treats there. It's a beautiful beach, and uh, truly, and you go again, you're going up and down cliffs. Hmm. And so I, I just absolutely love that we have that to offer along Lake Michigan. Yeah. Know? And not a lot of people know about them. Just in general, being on Lake Michigan is what I think makes Milwaukee and the Milwaukee area so underrated and such a hidden gem. I mean, our views from, you know, the coast of Lake Michigan, whether it's the city or the suburbs, they're fantastic. And people a lot of times don't take advantage of them and don't even realize how great they are. So, yeah, definitely glad that you're highlighting those. And it kind of depends. If you're in the suburbs that are on the water, you might know about it a little more. But a lot of people that live in the western suburbs never really go to the lake. They don't totally. Think of it. 
So right. growing up, I always thought of Lake Michigan because my dad would take me out fishing on the boat and he, it was always just like huge choppy waves. <laughs> and so Lake Michigan to me was this big, scary thing. And it wasn't until I checked out some of the beaches in Milwaukee that I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. But if you're in a small boat out on the water on a windy day, it yeah. can be a yeah. big, scary thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can certainly be big and scary. Speaks <laughs> to its vastness. Yeah. Yes. yes. So one thing I wanted to highlight was lake country. I absolutely love lake country, which feels like a second home for me. My mom had a lake home on Pewaukee Lake for many years. My sister lives in Delafield. And for those who aren't familiar, it's about 20 miles west of the city. And it feels like you're in a resort town when you're in these various areas. So many lakes for boating, but even if you're not boating, they have really cute main streets, Pewaukee, Oconomowoc, and Delafield come to mind where they have beaches and then cute restaurants and you can um, check out restaurants right on the lake. Um, mm -hmm. A few that come to mind are fooleries on Okachi Lake. <laughs> Let's see what else. Seasters on Pewaukee Lake. Um, what, Eric, I know you're, you frequent lake country. What am I missing? Where did I run into you at brunch? Oh, Golden Mast. <laughs> yes. yes, Golden Mast right on Okachi Lake, which, yes, is the go. It was Mother's Day that we ran into yes. each other. And that is the <laughs> go to spot for Mother's Day and Easter. They have an incredible all you can eat buffet. Mm. A beautiful place, too. I mean, just the, the restaurant itself, absolutely gorgeous. And it's on it's so much lake frontage, just perfect for mm. to me. That's the quintessential place. To yeah. really experience Ger what country German feels restaurant like. owned mm -hmm. by the Weisgerbers, very famous family <laughs> in the restaurant business in the Milwaukee area. Hmm. Awesome. Lovely. Yeah, Lake Country is fantastic. It basically goes from Pewaukee West to Oconomowoc. Sure. It's probably about what, 15, 20 miles? Yeah. East to west. And yeah. uh, just a lovely area. I lived in Oconomowoc as a kid too. Mm -hmm. And just just loved it. Um, and then, actually, I'll keep it in Waukesha County. If you go south of Lake Country a little bit on 83, you're going to run into a little charming Main Street called Genesee Depot, hmm. which has yeah. some cool art, a lot of little art. There's an art studio or two. There's a little place where you can enjoy some wine. There's a great restaurant called The Union House, some cool old bars. And that's kind of redeveloping into even more. But right next door to Genesee Depot on the west end of it is a national historic landmark called Ten Chimneys, which was the home of uh, Alfred Lunt and Lynn Fontaine, who were famous in um, on star, basically stages, uh, stars of stage and screen. It's a good thing I'm not in broadcasting, sure. right? <laughs> sure, sure. Yes. Anyway, so they were legendary, and their home was beautiful. It had Ten Chimneys, hence huh. the name, and you had guests from everywhere from Hollywood to Broadway, who had come to Southern Wisconsin and stay with them. Wow. And there are just legendary stories. <laughs> Much was consumed there. Yeah, some good parties and probably. <laughs> you can tour the home and check out all kinds of the the accoutrement and the land and the stories and, and take it all in. Uh, Ten Chimneys is a really beautiful place to visit. Awesome. We'll throw it back to you, Alex. So fresh in my mind is Cedarburg because I just filmed a Discover Wisconsin episode or segment, I should say, this past Sunday. So Cedarburg definitely is worth mentioning because it's so cute and charming and mm -hmm. historical. I would say that is really what differentiates Cedarburg from the other um, suburbs is its history. Rich history, buildings from the 1800s, picture field stone and house looking storefronts. Just you feel like you're walking 
walking into Europe. I mean, it's just <laughs> so quaint and they have this main street that has anything and everything that you would ever want from shopping to ice cream to a million like caramel apple shops that must Amy's. be like people yes. in Cedarburg <laughs> must really love caramel apples. Dentists, uh, also, Dentists Alex, yeah, love oh, caramel apples. There you go. That must be it. Um, also a ton of coffee shops and several wineries. Cedar Creek Winery in particular stands out to me. They have a really great Pinot Grigio. Highly recommend. Um, and Handen Distillery, too. Oh, and I have to mention the brewery. Rebellion Brewery yes. right on the river. And the, in the Woolen historical Mills. Woolen yes. Mill. Yeah, so that is definitely a must visit because it's so unique. They even have a shinery there. The Shinery, which sells Shine. moonshine, just relocated oh. in Cedarburg. Wow. They're in a little spot right next to Cedar Creek in that little shopping complex, and they just opened on Washington Avenue just a couple doors down. And so we stopped in there one night, and you don't need much, yeah. but it's good <laughs> stuff in Cedarburg. Nice. Uh, a couple of pizza places, too. Tommaso's. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sal's. I Sal's, had a place from Sal's, yes. which was oh. very good. Yep. Yeah, and, and anytime there's an event in Cedarburg, it's definitely... Worth checking out. But any random Saturday or Sunday, right? You walk the streets, there's just so much cool stuff there. Yeah, yeah I've been there once, and it was for just a very brief trip, but it seemed like a very community-centric place. Like, if there were events going on in the park, like, everybody came out. Mm -hmm. um, just really, yeah, quaint. And it's, it's, yeah. Both, it's both charming place to visit for visitors, but it is its own town that everybody comes into and enjoys and you know so it's not just a tourism place although mm -hmm. it is great for people to come and visit yeah it's a highly so. desirable place to live i mean people who live there swear by it and to <laughs> your point dave there's a huge art community there so oh. on sunday we were there specifically for the paint cedarburg event which was cool because there were artists 150 artists just kind of spread out throughout <laughs> the city concentrated in their little downtown area and they were painting the scenes and wow. landscapes of cedarburg in plein air which is an open air so it's just sure. like a very romanticized kind of setting. <laughs> it was so cute. That sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah. Definitely a beautiful spot to check out. So I'm going to bring it back south into Milwaukee County and go to the village of Greendale, which is one of the few planned communities here in the United States. Uh, back around, I want to say 1937, and so I will, um, they were planning in Washington, D.C. to build three communities somewhere in the country. So they picked somewhere, I think, in Maryland, somewhere out west, and then in Wisconsin. They picked Greendale and they built this planned community in this little charming downtown with a village green and all of these, all of this housing that was the really small houses, kind of tract homes. Cause this was before we really had suburbs per se. Sure. And so if you go into Greendale today, they have a beautiful village green with a bunch of charming shops, uh, similar, but very nice architecture. There's a nice village hall. And then there are the, the planned houses uh, you can just go up and down all these blocks, and the, they're they're small, but they're nice, and they sell for a pretty penny wow. now. But it's a really beautiful spot, and you can kind of see how it was a master plan community. Now, there's more to Greendale that's grown up around it since, and that's where Southridge is and all of that, so it's grown a lot. But if you go into the village center, you'll find a lot of charming boutiques, some restaurants. Uh, there was Furch's Malt Shop that's going to be replaced with something else now. The owner's retired. But it's the kind of place where people go and they'll have businesses for decades and decades. Cool. And it's a good shopping destination, especially in the holidays. 
Thanks. And you know what? I haven't spent time out in Greendale. So even as someone who was born and raised in the Milwaukee area, that's so good to know. You can always check out and discover new places in your own backyard. There's always more. And you can't, yeah, there's not like a road that brings you right to it. You got to kind of find your way into it. Sure, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it to check out. I like the places that you can't necessarily accidentally discover. Like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you'll stumble hunt upon for it. it. And, like, yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I will also uh, shoot us to the northwest here and talk about Germantown because guess yeah. what their theme is? Huh? German. Ah. <laughs> Utenleben. Lederhosen or whatever. <laughs> what? Um, yes, Main Street, Germantown. The old. Did you just school. swear at me? I, yeah, I might have. I don't know. <laughs> we might have to bleep that out. I know we just don't know. enough German to be dangerous. <laughs> I knew how to sing O Tannenbaum at three, and then I forgot the rest. And there's some song about Luft Balloons. <laughs> yep. But, uh, okay. but if you go into the old school Main Street area of Germantown, there's a, there's a great old German restaurant and Jerry's Old Town Tavern, which is about to be something else because that area keeps redeveloping. But it's very, it's very, you know, like a narrow street with a lot of buildings and a lot of places to check out and enjoy. Not as much for shopping, but if, you're, if you want to grab a bite, if you want to grab a stein of beer and really hang out in a cool area, it's a neat little spot. And it's right off of uh, 145 and 167, just a little bit north of that intersection in Germantown. And the old village of Deansville, D-H-E-I-N-S-ville, is right near there, too. And that's, that's an old-school German park with some history in it that's neat to see that a lot of people just, you know, they're blowing by on the interstate nearby. Yeah. If you jump off that and check it out, there's some cool stuff in Germantown. Nice. Also a place I haven't explored too much. So I'm also taking notes for places yeah. to check out. <laughs> Lovely. See, we're all learning here too. I always yes. have so <laughs> many tabs open after these recording sessions. Yeah. <laughs> and I just have to sort through afterwards. Yeah, we're usually pretty avid Googlers throughout episodes. Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed we are. Now, I know uh, you were mentioning before, Alex, uh, a really cool spot. I don't know if it's a hidden gem because it dominates the landscape. But it's just south of Delafield, and it's the highest point in Waukesha County. Oh, Lapham Peak. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Kettle Moraine State Park. We're very lucky to have a state park in the western suburbs of the Milwaukee area. Yeah, and it's just gorgeous. I mean, I think that's the amazing thing, right? Like, you have the city to your east from the the western suburbs, (laughs) and then you've got this incredible nature in in the western area. And so, yeah, anybody who's into hiking, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, fat tire biking, whatever you're into, you can (laughs) do it in this state park. And then Lapham Peak, to your point, Eric, is a great place. You can climb up and just see an incredible vantage point. Highly recommend going in the fall when you can Mm. really take in the scenery of all the fall foliage. You know, it's there's two other things cool about the top of that tower. Have you ever gone up there, Alex, and seen downtown Milwaukee from there? I don't think so. Can you can you see it? Has to be a pretty clear day and you have to know exactly where to look. Okay. You can see the maybe the three tallest buildings in downtown Milwaukee. And that's about 22, 24 miles as the crow flies east. But on a clear day, you can see part of the downtown skyline. I did that with a camera with a big zoom. So I was able to pull it in and get a nice shot. Uh, The other thing, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but the very first ever National Weather Service forecast (laughs) was received on the top of Lapham Peak from Pikes oh, cool. Peak. And the historic marker when you're at the foot of the tower tells you all about it. So Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Fun mm-hmm. fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then similarly, from a nature perspective, the Oak Leaf Trail, which mm. Eric, maybe you know where it starts, but it goes on forever from the western it, suburbs to it's a loop, the lake so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, it definitely starts in the western suburbs, and then it goes down to the lake, and then south. And I typically hook up with the trail in Bayview, the southern mm. part mm-hmm. of Milwaukee, but definitely has a lot of suburb coverage. And that's another thing. I feel like we're so lucky as Wisconsinites. We have amazing bike trails mm-hmm. and it's just so much safer and more seen. I don't know if you guys are into cycling, but I, I definitely love biking indoor and outdoor. And I, I just feel so much safer and it's just so much more scenic to be on a trail that, you know, goes yeah. through so many parks and along the lake and love the Oak Leaf Trail. So Alex, you like the east side part where you go above and under all the roads from downtown? North so, of Art Museum? Oh, yeah. So I have not before, done yeah. that. No, I, I, yeah, I usually start like That'll become your new South favorite segment. Terrace. Okay, I'll have to <laughs> check that out. Yeah, I go, I go south from um, South Shore Terrace. But yeah, to your point, the view from South Shore Park, the South Shore Terrace, and the Incredible. beer garden that's there. Incredible, yep. Probably the best view of Milwaukee. The best, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually my neighborhood, that's where I live. So, I, so I'm so i there all the time, and I swear by, I love showing people and bragging and being like, the best view of Milwaukee is in my backyard. <laughs> I mean, wow. the vantage, because it's a bay, right? Bay view. And so it curves around, and then you see this incredible view of downtown, and then, of course, like Michigan. Michigan, and it's just breathtaking where you're like, what? This is in Wisconsin? <laughs> the views at night are phenomenal, too. I mean, yes. it, cool. it's just fan. Now, Bayview is city of Milwaukee, but since it used to be a suburb, it was an independent city oh, until 1892. Right? Yes. Okay. I didn't I've, realize I've, that. I found an old map of the Milwaukee area that showed Bayview as a separate city. Hmm. It was an 1888 map. I found it in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, of all places. Wow. At an antique shop. But, uh, yeah, I bought it and brought it back. And um, so it showed Bayview as separate. And one thing that's cool about Bayview, I don't, I don't want to steal your thunder on this if you were going to oh, no, talk okay. about it, Alex, but uh, the, prior, the prior street well. I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I've seen people getting water from it before. But mm-hmm. quite honestly, I don't know the history or background about it. So please inform me. <laughs> you know, historic. I'm not sure how it started or when it started. Probably in the late 1800s, 1880s or so, I'm going to guess. Uh, but it has been, it's right on top of a natural spring and it just spews out fresh, clean, mineral filled water 24 hmm. seven. So you can go up and get free, fresh water wow. from the spring anytime you want. And what made it really famous was back in 1993 when Milwaukee mm. had the cryptosporidium outbreak and the municipal water was undrinkable unless you wanted to be isolated in one certain room for hours on end. (laughs) How best to put that. But anyway, um, and a lot of people died from it. It was a really bad thing. But the water coming out of the prior street well did not get Hmm. that cryptosporidium in it. And it was fresh water anybody could have. So they were lined up for blocks and blocks around to get this water. And uh, But it's still there to this day. And it's just this huge brick and concrete thing with a faucet right and you can just grab a bucket and fill it yeah up okay that's so content. 
that's so funny. And I'm so glad I had the background now because I definitely <laughs> was walking down that street one time and seeing people getting water. And my instinct, not knowing the background, was like, wow, these people are really cheap. Like they're not willing <laughs> to go buy their own water. They're <laughs> just like mooching off this random well. But now it makes sense that that's a thing. <laughs> that's its purpose. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's super funny. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So do you each have one last hidden gem for us? Ah, let's see. I will do. I'll have my last one. And again, not super hidden, but if you're not in the area, you probably don't know about it. I'm going to talk about in Wauwatosa, the Tosa Village area, which is their little downtown. Uh, Wauwatosa was originally called Hearts Mills, and it was an early suburb. It was connected by streetcar to Milwaukee. Uh, And it's right along the Menominee River. Beautiful area with very historic buildings, a lot of restaurants and bars and shops down there, and uh, the beautiful parks that go along the river. So just to the west of the Tosa Village, which is very walkable, very nice, a lot of places to stop, is Hoyt Park, which is a beautiful park with a nice pool. There's a cool old suspension bridge hmm. you can access the park with that it kind of looks a little bit like the Brooklyn Bridge in the sense it's stone towers and you know anchor chain supports and everything it's really cool hmm. along the walking path but they also have a beer garden there now hmm. nice one thing milwaukee county parks have done great jobs with right alex is the beer garden yes yes and i also am a huge fan of tosa and hoyt park great beer garden and the Menominee river parkway for walking mm-hmm. just along that nature right into hoyt park to get your mm-hmm. beer <laughs> yes nice love it and if you go just to the east there's another brewery there and that's called big head brewing right off of 62nd and State. Hmm. It's kind of in an old warehouse, but the neat brewery. And I think there's one more that's looking to go in there pretty soon. And that's all just west of the old Miller Brewery, which of course still offers tours. So if you go up and down State Street, which leads you right into Tosa Village, it's a really makes for a really nice day yeah. to hang out yeah. and enjoy. Love it. And the last hidden gem I'll mention is actually Waukesha. I feel like Waukesha is really Mm. underrated. I feel like the little downtown area is really cute. People's Park, great restaurant. Yes. They've got a great, um, Eric, maybe you know the official name, but they on Fridays in the summer, they've got live music. Um, like Friday Night Live or something catchy like that. Look yes. it up. Got, I don't know if that's the official great... name either, but yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, because yeah, um, Les Paul is from there. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, great little music scene that you wouldn't mm-hmm. think about that they have both outdoors and in some restaurants and a wine bar. Um, and then close by is Manuka Park in Waukesha as well. And they have a great dog park. So my for my fellow dog lovers and owners, highly recommend Manuka Park, their dog park. They've got a big dog area and a huge small dog area. I have a small dog. And a lot of times <laughs> the small dog area is really tiny or not even utilized. Yeah. But this is like the small dog area is where it's at. Wow. It's huge, lots of small dogs, super fun. Nice. Yeah, Waukesha likes to fashion itself as Guitar Town. Yeah. Thanks in part to Les Paul. And they've launched some bands, including the Bodines. They're from Waukesha. And comedy talent like uh, Frank Caliendo and those guys. So, uh, And the downtown, it's it's a unique street pattern because it's very easy to get lost in downtown Waukesha. That's where I learned but... how to drive. And let's just say it was very <laughs> dangerous because they have a lot of one-way streets and yes. windy roads. But like you said, a weird street pattern. Well, you're probably an excellent driver then because you learned with a high degree <laughs> yeah. of difficulty. <laughs> yes. So. That's debatable, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but good point on Waukesha. A lot of people don't make it all the way into the downtown area and they mm-hmm. should. 
Yeah, absolutely. But that's what we're here for, to talk about yeah. stuff like that. So We're here for the hidden gems. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that, Dave. We appreciate it. Uh, well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on The Cabin to share some of these Milwaukee suburb hidden gems. Um, if people are not already following you, where can they um, follow along and also laugh with you? For sure, you post a lot of funny content mm-hmm. on social media. Oh, thank you. Check me out at at Alex Worley. Last name's a little difficult to spell, so I'll spell it W-E-H-R-L-E-Y. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. Fantastic. And uh, sooner rather than later, you'll also find her on Discover Wisconsin mm-hmm. episodes, which we're very Woo-hoo. excited about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Super excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, as I'm looking forward, we have this ad read coming up that we should have had her stick around for, her being such a big renovation expert. <sighs> we should have. As yeah, I've that's seen the thing. On her we feed. Didn't, yeah, we didn't really <laughs> mention that too much, but on her Instagram, yeah. she is, I mean, she does a lot of great videos, yeah. but uh, one of her big specialties is home renovations, yeah. which you need. Mm-hmm. Right? You, yeah, I yes. need to learn homeowner. all of these tips. And luckily, Focus on Energy has given us this great tip. As we're entering into our summer season, it's important to keep cool and to save. And did you know that as much as half the energy used in your home goes to heating and cooling? Well, I believe that because in my condo, I don't use HVAC when it's, not, you know, in the in-between months. But whenever I flip on the heat or the AC, my bill doubles. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I said, our friends at Focus on Energy have provided a few tips for AC maintenance to help keep those costs down and increase energy efficiency. Nice. So a good tip is to get an annual preseason checkup for your HVAC system. Uh, if you need a professional to take a look at your AC system, they can help you find a qualified contractor on their website, uh, as well as some cash incentives. So that's mm. always good. Just look under the Trade Ally tab on FocusOnEnergy.com. And also you can find more tips at the FocusOnEnergy.com slash blog to save those dollars so that you can enjoy and discover Wisconsin. I love it. I'd rather spend my money on some road trips than on utilities myself. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, speaking of road trips and uh, going to places, it's always nice when you can go off up north, your cabin. (laughs) Up north. Hang out on the lake and uh, just enjoy all those things we hold near and dear to our scanny hearts here. Mm -hmm. So uh, going home to your own Northwoods cabin, the cabin of your dreams, is possible. Of course, thanks to our friends at REMAX Property Pros, from vacation homes to forever homes. You can find your dream property from their hand-selected curated list that we curated ourselves here at Discover Wisconsin, Mm because we got your back. Check Mm -hmm. it out at homes.discoverwisconsin.com, and you can find your dream cabin today. You guys, I'm so excited about this review. Because this review comes from YouTube. Hey. Hey. We love our YouTube fam. If you aren't watching us on YouTube and all of our uh, fun, shining, smiling faces, uh, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Head over there. Um, So this review is from Onyx L87. I hope I said that. Is that a new chemical element? Uh, It could be. Who knows? Um, Or a planet? Yeah. (laughs) It could be. Love that name. It was regarding our video podcast for episode 72, which is Bruce Conson part two with the Leinenkugels. And it Mm -hmm. reads, very interesting history and background on the Leinenkugels. I never knew there were so many flavors. Honestly, (laughs) 
Neither did we until that. Uh, I did. Okay. All right, Eric. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. As a neighbor from the South, I'm so glad to learn so much about Wisconsin. I go to Oshkosh for 10 days every year during EAA Air Venture, which we are fans of here as mm-hmm. well. Starts in a month. Less than a month now. Starts in less than a month. Yeah. I also love Lake Winnebago and all of the other places along Lake Michigan other than Oshkosh in July. Door County is the ultimate vacation <laughs> destination for me. And I, I have to agree, of course. Uh, I hope to become a Wisconsin resident someday. Thank you again. And I always look forward to your next video and podcast. Well, That's nice. You'd be very you welcome on here on XL87. Yeah, we can't wait for you to be a resident as well. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, awesome. Well, make sure you're back next week because we are talking about one of our favorite subjects, where to find the most delicious Wisconsin eats. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Not uncommon for us to talk about. But we talked about so much good material with this. Uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite foodie finds. Mm. And we're going to be joined by one of Instagram's favorite food hunting couples, Jordan and Mike from the Midwest Munchers. Awesome. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Paulson, Dave Janice, and me, Susan Foch, with guest host of Alex Worley. Produced by me and Audio Dave, with video editing by Cooper Steele, and social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us a review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. Silo Ridge is under construction. With plots for 160 members being built to meet the demands of a new lifestyle that's catching on in the 55 and up community. Nowadays, people sell their homes and they buy a really tricked out uh, camping unit, park model, a tiny home, whatever you want to call it. uh, But they make it home for the summer and then they go south in the winter. Many people have two units. They have a park model here. And they have another one in Arizona, Texas, whatever. It's a lifestyle. You sell your house, you live in the Midwest, you live in the South. And with this growing trend, places like Silo Ridge are building features to make that summer stay in the Midwest that much more enjoyable. Behind us is, you know, our clubhouse under construction. We've only been at it for a couple of months. When the clubhouse is completed, it'll have a nice indoor heated swimming pool, television set in there to watch the game, patio outside, which will be about 6,000 square feet with a nice fireplace and uh, and all the the lounge chairs, etc. The inside clubhouse is about 10,000 square feet, so, you know, bingo's a big deal, cards is a big deal, cribbage is a big deal. Whatever you want, we can create. With plans like this, it's hard to see the growth of this lifestyle slowing down anytime soon. So when Silo Ridge is done, you're gonna be excited to be part of it. And when you get done telling all your friends, it wouldn't surprise me if many of them move in as neighbors because it's going to be a simple, easy way to live. And now you know your Wisconsin.